Hello and welcome to my podcast. I begin every podcast with a bowl so that we can connect, find our center and receive the insight from the podcast. Hi, welcome to my next podcast. In this podcast, I um, I wanted to share something with you. I've just had a a big awareness that's come to me, and it's so funny, you know. Um, we go through life with these things that we believe to be real or we believe to be true and it's only until something happens that's quite profound that we go, hang on a minute, I've been playing that story or that record. Where does that even stem from and, and do I even believe that? And even though in my mind I don't believe it, it's still like my mind and my reactions are tainted by this belief, which makes me realize that this belief has happened when I was very, very young, under the age of six. And I've been racking my brain, trying to go back to the memories of when I was a child to try and pull it apart to really get to the core of what it is, because... I really don't want to live with it anymore. So this realization that's come to the surface is that I felt like, well, first actually came to me in sessions with clients when they were wearing rings. And I used to say to them, take off your rings, they're on your throat chakra because rings carry energy and they're blocking your throat. So I had this belief, this really, really strong belief that a wedding ring or a ring carried the energy of something with bad intention, that it was full of bad intention, that it, it was tainted with oh, patriarchy or rules or something and I never quite understood it but I just went along with it because I believed it to be true and it was really quite profound the people who had their emotional release sessions when we actually took the rings off their fingers because they were free they were able to feel themselves and then they could then choose whether they wanted to put the conductor of energy or the ring back on their finger and they could understand what that meant 
So I never really thought any further of it until recently in the last week or so since I've been doing a podcast and I've created these um, Body, Emotion, Mind collective talks with Joanne and Gillian that I realised, and even on my Facebook page, that I have the assumption that people are not going to like me first or they're going to judge me first or that everyone who's a friend on my Facebook is there to judge me or that the whole world is there to judge me. And I've observed in my relationship, especially with my intimate relationship with Tommy, how much I get defensive and how much I feel that he's judging me all the time. And sometimes that can be true, but then I realise too that it's his accent and English is his second language and that I've misinterpreted what he's been saying. And I've had to really, after I've had my reaction to him and I've seen how hurt he is, I've been able to go oh my gosh, it's actually coming from the heart. It's coming from a very different place than what I thought it was. So then I realized that I'm actually carrying this frequency in my lens and in how I receive things. And so it took me back to, um, I think I was about six years old and I used to sit in class in kindergarten and I was terrified to put my hand up. And I'd be busting to go to the toilet and I'd still be terrified to even ask if I could leave. I just didn't want to interrupt the teacher or draw attention to myself. And so I'd wet my pants and then after everybody got up, I'd still be sitting on the floor. And then the teacher would come up to me and I'd say, I wet my pants and I'd have to go up to the room opposite the front desk. And the la- I remember the room, the lady in the room used to give me clean underwear And I remember it. It seems like a poignant time for me. So I've been playing a lot with this. Like even when I teach, it's like when I show up, it's like this energy rises to the surface and creates anxiety in my body, raises my heartbeat. And then I rise above myself to actually assess everybody in the room so that I can establish how I can be received by them, how they can like me. Because... It's really important to me in my life to be liked, (laughs) which is another realisation I've come to realise that I would almost not be myself and cultivate a personality of who I thought I was so that I could be liked and people would like me and I could have friends. And so that then takes me to school with my pink lunchbox and looking at all the little gangs that are created and thinking, who's going to be my friendship group? Who's going to like me? Who do, I, who do I connect with? And oh my gosh, I think I had this all the way through high school, primary school and high school where I had little friends, but I don't think I really felt accepted or connected. Maybe I didn't really accept myself. Maybe I'm still discovering myself. And I think we always are. I think it doesn't stop. I think as we evolve and grow, we're continually discovering ourselves and we're unwrapping and exposing more of who we are. And yeah. So I've been doing Facebook Lives and I've been writing 
because I realized that this belief that I had was a noose around my neck and made me so frightened to actually put something from my inside out there into the world because I wasn't sure how that would be accepted or received and I didn't know whether my heart could handle the criticism. And yet, before I'd even started it, I'd already criticised myself, which actually blocked my creative flow. And as I was walking today and looking out through my eyes at people, I actually don't judge people. I see through them. I see who they truly are. And I really love people. And in my courses, I really get to the core of who somebody is and accept them for everything that they offer. And so if I reverse that and send that back to myself, then surely people are kind and compassionate and caring and accept a person for who they are. (laughs) And as I open my eyes to this awareness, I'm starting to see more and more people who are there, who've always been there, who've always loved me for just as I am. And uh, it means that I can rest. I can sit. I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to create anything other than me. I can be human, which is all I ever want for anybody, is for us to be human and to realize that we're not perfect and we make mistakes and we're all on our journey and we're all trying to figure it out. And so I guess that's where forgiveness comes in too. Forgiveness for myself and forgiveness for others. And we can't just hang on to somebody's word because we're still trying to learn the language. And yes, words are important and yes, they hurt. But I think that's why we have forgiveness because we've got to look past it. So I'm learning I'm learning and I'm learning what it's like to let my authenticity come through, be seen, be received, perhaps be understood, perhaps not be understood. That's okay. But sometimes I feel quite fragile and yet sometimes I'm so super strong. Yeah. So I still don't know where this comes from, but I do know that by talking about it, it makes it better. And it's brought it to my awareness and my forefront. So now I can change my perception and be kinder to the people that I love and start to let some of my unique gifts and wisdom come to the surface so that people can connect with me more rather than me coming into your space to connect with you because you've opened up to me. I can now open up myself so that you know me a little bit better. (laughs) Until the next podcast. Bye for now.